0: Hello camp counselors, campers, and everybody who has ever looked back at a summer and thought wow, I've grown up so much in three months. I'm Maddie Hammond and you're listening to Camp Stories. If this is your first time listening, stop now and start at season one, episode one. You'll want to listen to this season in sequential order. If you're returning, welcome back to Camp Harwood. August 10th, 2019. When I woke up this morning, I didn't feel like I'd become a woman or changed or anything like that. To be honest, I don't really buy into the whole label or concept of virginity and the idea that it's something one can lose. It's always seemed like a patriarchal term meant to keep women oppressed. I don't see myself as any more or less valuable than I was yesterday. I did, however, feel very accomplished, because the way I see it, I didn't lose anything. I gained an experience—a great one, I might add—with a guy I really like. And that's something to celebrate. I've woken up next to Jonas enough times this summer that it's become comfortable, but this morning, waking up with my cheek pressed against his broad chest, I felt at peace and so happy. Last night was perfect. Jonas woke up a few minutes after I did and, just like he has so many times before, kissed the top of my head. This time, the kiss was followed by a warm embrace. This time, we had on a lot less clothes than any other time. We enjoyed the comfortable silence for a while before I tilted my chin up and kissed him. He kissed me right back, soft and sweet. After a few minutes of making out, we heard everyone else's voices from down the hall in the kitchen. We decided to get dressed and join them. We didn't even try to be discreet when we entered the kitchen. Looking around, everyone could tell that everyone had hooked up last night and everyone was being really cool and casual about it. Inside, I was itching to tell Callie about my night and ask her about Liam, who had his hand on her thigh while we sat at the kitchen counter eating breakfast. Remember when she told me that they're just friends? I don't think so. After breakfast, we all put on our swimsuits and headed out on the boat for our last few hours off together before camp ends next week. It's crazy to think that I have less than a week left with these amazing people. I don't even want to imagine life without them. Like last time at Liam's, I stretched out in the front of the boat so I could feel the breeze and the spray of the lake water every time we hit a wave. This time, Jonas joined, lounging on the leather bench seat opposite me. He kept goofing around and playfully lacing his toes through mine, not caring if the others saw. He didn't see his affection as something to hide. It felt great to feel wanted. We wore ourselves out doing every water sport possible. Wakeboarding, skiing, a little bit of tubing. Jonas, Liam, and Dave, the most proficient athletes, took turns wake surfing, which I'd never seen before today. I passed on trying when they offered to teach me, honestly because I was a little sore from last night's athletic event. We kept going until mid-afternoon, when we were all exhausted and hungry, Back at Liam's house, we ate all the leftovers from last night, as well as some frozen pizzas that his parents had left in the fridge the last time they were there. Because we still had a few hours before we needed to be back at camp, we coupled off and headed to different bedrooms in the house for our own rest hour. Jonas set a timer for an hour, which was a good thing seeing that he and I both fell asleep as soon as we curled up next to each other. We all headed back to camp, and Jonas gave me one final kiss before we parted ways to go to our own cabins. As Callie and I walked to Sycamore, I broke the news to her that I'd slept with Jonas. She hugged and congratulated me, and in that moment, she felt like the older sister I never had. It was nice to have another girl celebrate with me. I didn't get a chance to ask her about Liam, but figured we'd have time after the kids went to bed. We met up with the kids and other staff back in Sycamore, and sent Alexa and Jess out for the night. The campers wanted to hang out in the cabin for the evening, and we were happy to put on some music and let them do their own thing. The same group of artists who drew me the other day asked if they could draw Callie and I together, so we sat on the porch and watched the sunset through the trees as the girls drew. After an eventful weekend, sitting still and quiet was a welcome change of pace. Once the girls went to bed, Callie and I went to the far end of the Sycamore porch and set up our folding chairs. I asked her for the full Liam story before she could get me talking about Jonas. Apparently, they've been hooking up for weeks. Since the 4th of July party at his house, same one where I caught Lucas and Becca hooking up, where I fell asleep on the beach with Jonas. I was shocked. Of course, I knew they had great chemistry, and I'm such a fan of them individually and love the idea of them as a couple, but I didn't understand why they felt the need to be so discreet. Callie laughed when I asked her why they kept their fling a secret, and explained to me the importance of being your own person and not letting a relationship define you. She says that she really enjoys being with him, and even loves him. And even though she's aware that she's popular here at Harwood, Liam is basically a legend, and she doesn't want people to just think of her as Liam's girlfriend, Callie. Between Callie, Alexa, and Jess, I've learned more about different hookup culture viewpoints than in my four years of high school combined. I never really thought about discretion in order to manage a reputation, at least not for normal people. Celebrities, sure, but not camp counselors. It made sense, though. And I'll keep her secret for as long as she wants me to. Now that I'm alone in my bunk, I keep thinking about what's going to happen with Jonas and I. He's wonderful. I love him. I don't think I'm in love with him, but I do love him. But I don't see us having a romantic future after this summer. So I'm going to enjoy our time this week knowing that our beautiful story is going to end soon. And I'm going to make sure the rest of it is amazing. August 11th, 2019. My weekend duty today was helping at the swim area. So I spent the whole day looking out at Jonas on the dive platform and replaying Friday night in my memories. It's a good thing I had sunglasses on. Without them, someone probably would have noticed my eyes drifting from his muscular arms to his cut abs and down to that V-shape that gets cut off by the waistband of his red swim trunks. He really is a fantastic specimen of a man. Other than being entertained by Jonas' general sexiness, the day was pretty uneventful up until the rest of the staff came back from their night off. We were all hanging out in the lodge, watching a movie with the campers, when Lucas and Becca quietly snuck in through one of the back doors and went to sit with their cabins. I noticed that some of Lucas's campers got up to high-five him and welcome back. Of course, they didn't know he was suspended. They were told that he was gone for the week for college orientation. Becca's campers noticed her return, but none of them seemed too excited to see her. I suppose I feel the same way. Indifferent. Alexa leaned over and whispered in my ear, Oh, they definitely broke up. I'm not sure how she read their behavior so quickly, but it turns out she was right. What I assumed would be a romantic vacation for them must not have had a happy ending. When I got back to Sycamore and checked my phone, I had a text message from Lucas waiting for me. He said he wanted to meet up and talk. I was hesitant. I didn't really have anything I wanted to say to him. But given the circumstances, I figured meeting him for five minutes would be okay. I met Lucas outside the lodge after the campers went to bed. It felt weird. I kept thinking about how at the beginning of the summer, I was so excited to see him. Now? Not so much. No regrets or anything, but when I saw him, I felt nothing. No lightning, no electricity. His auburn hair looked scraggly and dirty, nothing like what I saw through rose-colored glasses on my first day here at Harwood. I was no longer attracted to his thin frame. I had come full circle, completely moved on, and started a different romantic storyline. I didn't want to waste my time with him, so I told Lucas we could only talk for five minutes because I had plans. I didn't feel the need to say they were with Jonas. I'm not that petty. Lucas apologized to me for his shitty behavior, last weekend and all summer. I was surprised. I didn't realize he was the apologizing type. I thanked him, accepted his apology, and told him to have a good rest of his summer. I don't think I'll actively avoid him anymore, but I also don't see us being friends. We can just peacefully coexist for the next week. We went our separate ways, and I headed down to the lodge basement where Jonas was waiting for me. He took me by the hand and led me right back outside so we could enjoy our time together uninterrupted by other staff we walked down to the skiing dock and sat down dangling our feet in the water i watched as he traced geometric shapes in the water with his toes delicately outlining triangles and diamonds and sending little ripples across the otherwise glassy surface he asked me what we are and i told him we're jonas and liz He laughed and told me to try a more normal-person answer. I answered honestly, that I have very strong feelings for him, but I don't think a long-distance relationship is what either of us wants. He nodded in agreement and pulled me in close for a kiss. We talked a little more about it. We're going to enjoy the rest of our time together, and when it's time to say goodbye, we say goodbye. It's relieving and heartbreaking all at once. And I'm so thankful for him. August 12, 2019. More than any other day so far, today felt like the beginning of the end, the last Monday, the last week of camp. This week in junior writing, the campers are each writing short stories about camp. It's individual work, so basically all Liam and I have to do is put on music and make sure they don't light the arts hall on fire. And help if they ask. We're going to have an easy week. We sat on the floor in the front of the room, chatting about nothing in particular and doodling. My Jonas brother's doodle from last week caught his eye, and we both had a good laugh about it. Today was my last day working at canoeing. I achieved the final award in the program and will be presented my Master Canoe Award at Campfire on Friday. Now I feel like I'm really part of the Harwood family. It's hard to say now if I'll be back next summer, so I'm glad I accomplished a Master Award. Tonight was Color War Breakout and, once again, I ended up on the red team with Bert. So did Jonas. If I didn't know any better, I would think the game was rigged for us to be together. Our team isn't as strong as last time though, and yellow team won the relays tonight. I can already tell we won't be the champions this time. Before the kids showered and got ready for bed, we started on our sycamore service project. The girls walked around girls camp and picked up any and all trash pieces they could find. There weren't a lot of big things, but lots of tiny pieces of paper and candy wrappers were scattered by the bathrooms, looking like a pile of rainbow confetti. We got it all cleaned up, and when we were done, girls' camp was pristine. Jonas and I met up for a little bit to walk around. We talked and kissed a lot. I'm at peace with our decision to part ways at the end of the week, but I know I'm going to miss him. August 13th, 2019 This morning was uneventful not much to report there. We had Taco Bar for lunch. I love Taco Bar. I'm gonna miss Taco Bar. I worked at Sailing this afternoon and went out on an e-scow with a handful of senior campers who asked me to join them. The wind was strong so it felt like we were flying. We kept speeding by the ski boat that Jonas was driving. He had Bert with him on the boat. I could tell that aside from towing skiers, they were plotting how to win Capture the Flag tonight. Since we didn't win last night, I'm sure Bert was fired up to win tonight. It was nice being on the sailboat. One of my few regrets this summer is not going sailing more. Being out on the water is nice, and there's something about being on sailboats that quiets my brain. I enjoyed letting my mind wander. But it was also cool talking to the campers about going back to school and what they're looking forward to accomplishing this school year. Not only is it the end of my summer, but it's the end of theirs. The group I was sailing with reminded me of myself in high school. they are a bunch of overachievers involved in every activity they can find. I wouldn't be surprised if some of them end up at the same university as me in a few years. For tonight's capture the flag game, Bert and Jonas handled all the secret red team meetings. I was just along for the ride, assigned to look for the flag out by senior camp. Right after the game began, Jonas ran up to me and, with a wink, asked if I wanted to go do something bad. I couldn't resist. We ran down to the waterfront, making a big show of looking for the flag so we wouldn't look suspicious. When we got to the ski hut, we looked around to make sure nobody saw us, ducked inside, and he locked the door. Thank goodness the ski hut doesn't have windows, because we did everything. And I mean everything. Right there in the middle of the game, we had our own little rendezvous. I was flustered when we emerged to join the game. And pretty useless when it comes to capture the flag. We met up again after the kids went to bed, so we're definitely making the most of our time together. Jonas had his backpack with him, and it looked unusually full. I didn't ask. I knew I'd find out what was going on soon enough. He led me out into the woods, to the same clearing where we had the nature overnight last week. He unzipped his backpack and pulled out a large plaid blanket and laid it out so we could stargaze. We looked at the stars for a while, and then we got distracted by each other and hooked up again. On the ground. In the woods. It was very adventurous. Thank goodness for the blanket. I got back to Sycamore really late, and Alexa was still awake and reading on the porch. I told her that I'd been doing my own bad girl activities. She laughed and said, Good luck walking in the morning. August 14th, 2019. I was really tired from staying out last night. And sore. Alexa was right. So this morning, I was moving pretty slow. Liam saw me drifting off to sleep more than once during program time this morning, so he went back to his cabin and got me a soda. He said his morning is boring if I fall asleep. I didn't get any sleep at rest hour, either. The campers asked if they could work on our service project during rest hour, so instead of taking a nap, I was picking up trash down at waterfront. This was my last afternoon working at a program, and I'm so happy that I got to spend it on the skiing boat with Jonas. The whole time I wanted to lean over and kiss him, but I didn't. I had to be professional. When we were packing up for the day, he playfully asked, Is there something you want?" I waited until we were in the ski hut and out of earshot of anyone else. Boldly, I said, you, closed the door, and kissed him. I think I caught him by surprise. We didn't win Rope Burn tonight, so Red Team didn't win Color War this time. I was too sleepy to care, but I know Bert is annoyed. He'll probably be in a bad mood tomorrow when we're working together. Lucky me. Even though I was tired and sore from yesterday, I still wanted to hang out with Jonas. We met up after the campers were asleep and laid out on the sports fields. It was exactly what I needed tonight. A relaxed hangout with the guy I adore. August 15th, 2019. I'm glad I got some sleep last night. Today was long and wonderful. The kids finished their short stories this morning. I'm excited to hear them tomorrow. Especially Camper John's. I bet it'll be fantastic. I spent the afternoon with Bert and Kyle, doing an inventory of all the supplies at all the water programs. Bert was in a shockingly good mood, considering that Red Team lost last night. I bet Jess spent some time with him after the campers went to bed. I dawdled a bit when I was counting the life jackets at skiing, hoping to catch sight of Jonas as he demonstrated some advanced wakeboarding tricks to a pair of senior boys. I don't know if he saw me, but I cheered very loudly for him when he landed a backflip out past the skiing dock. It was really impressive and incredibly sexy. Because so many kids wanted to perform in the talent showcase tonight, we started it during dinner a little dinner theater in the lodge. The junior actors were great in the skit that my writing kids wrote. I made sure to find and congratulate them after. for John was especially proud that everyone liked his idea. After a brief intermission, the older kids put on their production of Shrek the musical. They were amazing. I was especially impressed by the senior boy who played Lord Farquaad. He's really popular here at Harwood and is Easily one of the best performers I've ever seen. I hope he plans to pursue acting as a career. I got to experience tonight's full moon with Jonas. We went up to the Overlook to enjoy it, along with a bunch of our friends. He put his arm around me as we leaned up against the wooden handrail, looking up at the bright sky. Words will never capture how happy I felt there in the moonlight with him. August 16th, 2019. Today was the last day of camp, and I'm feeling very emotional. Like, I cried before lunch emotional. The junior writers read their camp-inspired short stories to us this morning. They were all wonderful. John's was the most wonderful. I expected him to write something crazy with superheroes or magical creatures, but instead he wrote an earnest piece about himself. About being a boy who is only happy when he's at camp, because it's the only place he feels like he can be loud and wild and himself without judgment or being bullied. I had to wipe tears from my eyes when he hugged Liam and I at the end of the program period. This afternoon. Bert, Kyle, and I helped pack up the water programs. Fitting all the sailboats, canoes, and rowboats back in the boathouse was like putting together a giant puzzle, but we made it happen. We were a little late to cookout, but we got everything put away and don't have to worry about doing it tomorrow before we all head home. As always, Friday night cookout was a lot of fun. The alumni came out in full force to make sure it was huge. I saw Anna and Shannon's mom, and thanked her for the care package from last session. I told her we had fun making the most of it, and we both knew exactly what I meant. Callie spent some time helping Liam's parents hand out burgers from the grill. She seemed very comfortable with them. I wonder if they know that their son is her love interest. Because tonight's campfire marked not only the end of the session, but the end of the summer, it was gigantic. The kids in the nature program built a teepee taller than any of our cabins. I'm not sure how they did it, to be quite honest. It was huge. I was filled with pride when November called me up to accept my Master Canoeer Award. Standing in front of a cheering crowd isn't something I'm used to, and it was an honor to be celebrated for my high achievement at Harwood. During our five-minute reflection period, my eyes filled with tears. I am so thankful for everything I've experienced this summer. Friendship, acceptance, adventure, and all kinds of love. Harwood will always hold a special place in my heart. The camp itself and the characters that live here. I'm so proud to be a part of this family. Jonas kicked off the fun part of Campfire with an acoustic performance of Somewhere Only We Know. He encouraged the whole camp to sing along as he strummed his guitar. It was magic, sitting there and singing with a chorus of voices. I wasn't the only one crying by the time the song was over. Campfire ran late into the night and finished with the Harwood Oath. I finally had it memorized. The whole thing is performed repeat-after-me style, with the last line said in unison. I am Harwood. You are Harwood. We are Harwood. From Heart Lake to the hills in the sky, this family is Harwood. You and I. Harwood forever. Once all the campers had been picked up, we spent an hour packing and deep-cleaning Sycamore, only leaving out what we needed for the night. We each took a shot of vodka, finishing the last of our alcohol, and headed our separate ways for one last night of bad-girl adventures on camp. Jonas and I met at skiing and went swimming. We held hands and kissed and enjoyed the water one last time. We didn't do anything more than that. He walked me back to Sycamore and got into my tiny bunk with me. It was funny seeing his large, muscular body curled up in my yellow, duck-printed bedding. We fell asleep together, in the literal sense. One final night in his arms. August 17th, 2019 When my alarm went off early this morning, Jonas and I got out of bed, went out to the sycamore porch, and shared one long, slow kiss. We both knew it would be our last. It was bittersweet. Callie, Alexa, Jess, and I drove around camp picking up donations to take to the thrift store in town. Thank goodness Dave let me borrow his SUV. There's no way everything would have fit in Callie, Jess, and I's cars. We drove to town, unloaded the donations at the thrift store, and headed back to camp. We stopped at a drive through window for coffees, which was all we had time for before the noon lunch and staff meeting. Just like during the first day of staff training, Benny stood in front of all of us and addressed the group. He thanked us for a great summer, and much like Dumbledore awarding the House Cup, gave us a speech about how one cabin stood out for always going above and beyond to bring the Harwood spirit to life. That cabin was, drum roll please, Sycamore! Q, we are the champions! Callie, Alexa, Jess, and I got up and hugged in celebration. Benny handed us frame certificates of achievement. I'll definitely be bringing mine to hang up in my dorm. When the staff meeting ended, we all said our goodbyes. I made the rounds in the lodge, hugging all of the friends that had become family. I'm going to miss them all so much." When the four of us walked out to head back to Sycamore, Jonas chased after me. He wrapped his arms around me, hugged me close, and kissed the top of my head. When we finally released each other, all I could think to say was thank you for being you. He echoed the sentiment. My car was already loaded up and parked at Sycamore. So Callie, Jess, Alexa, and I shared one last tear-filled group hug before I climbed into the driver's seat and shut the door. As I drove down the tree-lined dirt road and out the gates, I rolled my windows down and turned my music up. I feel so accomplished, so whole. You know that quote, don't cry because it's over? Smile because it happened. Through my tears, I was smiling. Thank you, Camp Harwood. Cheers to the end of a story worth telling. Thanks for listening to Camp Stories Season 1. It has been one hell of an adventure. If you enjoyed being a part of it, please share it with a camp friend or a home friend, or just a friend. Hit subscribe and stay tuned for another trip to Camp Harwood in summer 2020.